Today we thought we'd talk about film and what you would want to get out of life in general and stuff. It's quite a prominent kind of conversation for us right now because we're both 23. We've just left uni. Okay, I'm still looking for a job, Sam. You've just you're in sales right now and mm -hmm. stuff, but you, indeed, yeah, you not necessarily know exactly what you want to do. So we thought it'd be quite it's quite a relevant conversation for us right now, so we could talk. Yeah, I mean. I guess it's, it's prescient for us because we both finished uni. Um, we've come to that point in our lives where, you know, you can start both properly building on and reaping the rewards from these things that you fed throughout your whole life in terms of get a job, um, work towards getting your own house, uh, X, Y, Z in terms of material possessions and things like that and you can kind of come to your own conclusions as to whether that's the, the route you want to go down for fulfilment in your own life. Um, so yeah, I, I guess we kind of thought we'd, we'd talk about that um, this week because it, I don't know, certainly speaking for myself, it's something that's been on my own mind a lot recently. Mine too. And it's something... Um, I've been considering a lot, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a very I think there's a very clear path that you, like gr at least growing up for us and the kind of path that our parents and all our kind of parents friends took and just general generally kind of what it's considered you should go and do when, like because a clear path that's well trodden like you go to school, you go to college straight after at least from an English context. Go to school, uh, college straight after the UA levels or BTEC or whatever, mm -hmm. and then go to university, get a degree, and then just find a job in some any job, no matter, no matter whether it's relating to your degree, and then just kind of that's basically it. You might move up the company, you might do what you want, you know, it's get a family, then settle down, find a place, buy a house, and I think that's always been the stereotypical path that you should take. And for me personally, that's just sounds awful like I've like from a young age I've always known what I've wanted to do I've always wanted to get into the games industry and be a, like a game designer and have my own company and all this kind of stuff and because I think it's a very creative medium and it's something I can kind of do my own thing with and make my own kind of paths and change things like that and so it's never really vied with me to do the the thing that you're supposed to do so it's yeah, I mean, yeah, just to kind of touch on that point as well. I mean, it's it's more than just a case of fulfilling your obligations as a, a an adult and a member of society. It's kind of sold to us as the dream, isn't it? Almost, I think it, it harks back to or the nuclear the, family and the, all that kind of yeah, the the paradigm of you know the, the American dream, certainly in an American context and in in this country too. It's um, that idea of people who've never had it so good. You know, you yeah. You, you, get a, a secure solid job within a company you earn a, a good wage get a, buy, buy a house and a car and family go, every year yeah um, no, it's holiday every year sorry. holiday every year um to you know some nice sunny beach somewhere have a couple of kids help them get through school and it's it's kind of nice cozy kind of yeah re retire at family, 65 family 70 life. yeah kinda. absolutely um and now my my it's parents all very quaint and i hate quaint my parents have kind of I don't know, not not distance me from that as such, but kind of distance me from a lot of the kind of paraphernalia that goes with it in terms of get yourself a secure job, 
with that, that pays very very well um, they've, they've always kind of moved me away from that in the sense that they encouraged me to um, find something that I enjoy doing and that I love doing um, but it's only when you really kind of start doing it yourself and looking into things yourself you, that you realise how much kind of cultural baggage there is around this idea of yeah. um, you know the 9 to 5 lifestyle and just kind of working towards these preset goals at, at certain intervals in your life and you know I think the process of discovery that a lot of people are going through now more so than in the past largely because of the internet and things like that is that that, that doesn't have to be the route yeah. that, that we all go down Definitely. Um, in, in fact you know in, in many cases um, you, you're much better off if you don't go down that route yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, with the like, economy and all these kind of external influences, make it so you can't necessarily follow that path that's been laid out before you, or what people intend you, or assume you're gonna go gonna go down or push you down. Um, it's it's very much more difficult to go down that path and have that kind of sustainable, stable life just on a, you know, with a just a hardworking job. You kind of nowadays you need to do much work, much more, and have two jobs or try and an enterprise and all this kinds of stuff and trying mm. to make much more money and all this kinds of stuff so you, you definitely have to get a bit more creative with it like nowadays but I think it like because of the invention of the internet and how prominent it's become in our society and our lifestyle in general I think it's a very interesting time to have this kinds of conversation when the kind of path is just kind of come to an end and now mm. you kind of choose your own way and it's kind of that's I think it's required. I think you need to go your own way and do your own thing and do what makes you happy. But I think it's uh, that's also you. While as while you need to do that, I think you're also fighting against all the you know baggage that you mentioned before. Mm. Kind of the, the, the cultural associations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I, well, obviously you you know this. I I studied a history degree, and um, you know for anyone who doesn't know that, um, so I can kind of appreciate the historical context of how this this has come about. You know, I mentioned um, just now about the never had a so good quote. Yeah. Which I think is attributed to Harold Macmillan from say the nineteen fifties. Sounds when, right. When you need, <laughs> at a time when you know owning your own house and having a secure job and, and a car, maybe and and one or two holidays a year and and you know children who you could put through school seemed like an absolute pipe dream to a lot of people. And it was, mm. it was you know we looked across the sea at, at America for the, those kind of euphoric heights, and and that idea really has has become a lot more trenchant. In, in the years that followed certainly I think because yeah, it, 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 was, it was so far removed from what had gone before where you know rampant poverty was such a thing and in that sense I think it is very much a generational thing and it has become so entrenched within the notion of what fulfilment is in life and what you should aim and, and aspire to achieve Yeah, that it, it it's a long process that we're still in the midst of now I think to try and get out of that kind of mindset yeah, there's an interesting point there where you mentioned the American kind of dream, mm. the American nuclear family of you yeah. know, those, the two uh, a couple, married couple with two, uh, two kids and a dog and a, a house with a white picket fence, all that kind of yeah. stuff. That was kind of for in those times when you didn't have the necessarily have the internet, you just had the sources, TV, newspaper, and what was allowed to be released, kind of thing. It was very difficult to see that 
actually that wasn't the case that i think that was the case for a very very small portion of america but i think america as a whole are just amazing marketers and kind of giving off this impression that they're the best country in the world you know this is kind of the american dream all that kind of stuff mm. all that is marketing essentially so i think back then um certainly the most affluent yeah and, and the there's most that as well kind of the, the least war weary and, and the, all these paradigms fed into the notion of it as the most happy which kind of became associated with this idea of the, you know the very comfy cosy nuclear family type setup yeah yeah um but yeah i mean kind of you, you touched on earlier what 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 your sense of fulfillment is i suppose it's it's very difficult to kind of summarize that in one specific sense i know certainly in my case fulfillment to me yeah because yeah, we've, we've spoken about this loosely a lot like yeah, just in the past so, and stuff yeah. but you never really had that one thing you've wanted to aim for so i'm kind of I'm in a very curious. kind of cut and dry sense of, of, of putting it i want to you know wake up every day and love what i'm doing very yeah. simply you know we, we've both talked about oh, yeah, this definitely. and yeah. said you know if you enjoy what you do you don't feel like it's work if you can get up every day and do something that you that you love and you're surrounded by people whose company you enjoy you know you, you have a, a, a life filled with fulfillment and adventure and things like that yeah. that's quite a cut and dry albeit generalist way of saying it but i feel like my understanding of how i go about kind of achieving that and the more kind of micro scale of things changes on a regular basis yeah Mine's always been, I think, not unusually because there's definitely a lot of people like me, but in terms of my immediate circle and people I interacted with on a daily, I was definitely unique in the sense of knowing exactly what I wanted to do. And it's only in the last year or so that it's, that's kind of got a little bit more complicated as I've gone down the route that I've always seen myself going down. Um, like I said, I think it's 2000. 2008 I think it was uh, when I realised I wanted to go into the games industry and start making games and mm. be a designer and then that was actually I played uh, Oblivion Elder Scrolls which is a uh, very popular game it's one before Skyrim yeah and like it was back in the time where I didn't really go on the internet and uh, you kind of all your only expectations you had for games was from magazines and stuff and you just see pictures and advertisements and stuff and just read about the reviewers experience um, and I, I was kept reading about this game and I thought it was going to be incredible and then on Christmas after when the year it came out me and my brother got it we immediately ran home and stuck it in and played it and I was so overwhelmingly disappointed with it because <laughs> it did not meet those incredibly high lofty standards I kind of like embellished onto it onto the advertisements mm. that I kind of gave it it's still a great game I played it a lot but then from then I was kind of like well you know fuck it I can do better mm. I, like, I can do it myself and that's kind of where this now, well, that's 2008. So that's well, shit, ten year long fucking process to get to where I am now, where I'm qualified and looking for a job in the games industry. It's quite a nice paradigm for fulfilment in general, though, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I, 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 I don't mean to shit all over the traditional view of what fulfilment yeah, is. We'll, I, I want to come back to that yeah, at so a certain worry. point in terms of, um, you know, the merits that that has. Yeah. But I, talk about that as well. I think that provides quite a nice analogy for you know you have these 
drastic expectations of what it's going to be like and a lot of people do get to that point and think god this really is shit isn't it mm. but the one of the key differences i think our generation has that that maybe generations previous to us have not had is because of things like the internet we do have the power to well, think yeah it's fuck that, I can massive be better. It's I can... like the great level of because now hmm. the individual has as much power as the government if they really put their mind to it and they can access anybody in the world and do whatever the fuck they want you know in terms of going about and working hard to increase you know YouTubers they have huge floor followers I mean the reason internet celebrities are called influencers because they influence people hmm. it's like that's a level and that's just they've done that off their own back it's not because they you know like they, they worked hard for it you know, in most cases, so it's like it's their proof that an individual through the internet can get to that point if they work hard and you know and all this kinds of stuff. So it's it's a very interesting dynamic to throw into society where the individual has as much power as like corporations and government, or at least I believe. And a lot of people don't necessarily believe that, or and that's what I believe. And I think that really people don't see it that way. They see the internet as Facebook see the internet as Twitter, see the internet as YouTube, some social media, and that's it. Hmm. They don't see the fact that they have access to our collective human history and knowledge, you know, and their fucking pocket, <laughs> you know, it's kind of mad. It is very much what you make of it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, nothing's spoon-fed to you, in a sense, on the internet, but having said that, it's very easily accessible, and... You, know, you you certainly can educate yourself on how to use it and, and what best practice is. Um, it, it's probably become abundantly clear by now what we think of the traditional kind of method of yeah. seeking fulfilment through, you know, going jumping through these hoops of college and university, get a good job, get kids, blah de blah de blah. Do you think there are any merits to to that way of life? Do you think that Oh yeah, that is. I mean, is on its way out completely, or do you think? No, I, I don't think it is because I know people from university um, who I remember having a conversation with one person that they uh, we were talk, having a similar conversation about this, like just what you do after uni, hmm. and they just thought that you just you get into your job, you find someone you love, you buy a house, you have a kid, and then that's it, and they genuinely thought that was life. And they were saying, oh, it's weird life, isn't it? Because that's just what it is. And it kind of blew me away. I didn't really know how to react to it because to me life was such a convoluted kind of navigation of what you want to do. And that yeah. was just seemed so cut and dry for them. And that was such a cut and paste of just the stereotypical life. But that was what they thought it was. That wasn't what they wanted to do. I'm sure we should. Obviously, everybody wants that kind of, you know. Well, not everybody. People are, like some people want the family. People want a nice job, a nice house, and just to have that experience. I think there is value in that if that's what you want. I think that's yeah, the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Is here, yeah. is it doesn't necessarily matter the stereotype behind it. If it's what you want, then that's inherently valuable to you, and then that's just as worthy to pursue as it would be someone who, who wants to change the world. The thing that I thing that maybe have a problem with is quite too strong a term but that I find strange and kind of very restricting is not the, the the model in itself but the fact that it's very much seen as this straight jacket and this this mm. chart 
on, on which there are boxes that you have to tick like this this is what everyone does you you kind of seen as a little bit out there or going off the rails somewhat if you don't follow this oh, I'd feel that um this straight pathway so for my just my own personal experience someone said to me in work the other day isn't it strange how we all work nine to five in this one place and that's the way everyone does it and you know there's there's no other way or something to that effect i'm yeah. paraphrasing but people no, no, say I, that and i think people do well you can do that but there's there's nothing to stop you doing anything else and that's not to take away from that as a, as a thing to do if if you want to do that you want to get a job and earn lots of money but there's it it shouldn't mean that that's the way everyone has to go and i do feel like there's a lot a, a cultural straitjacket if you like yeah i think i mean this point going could potentially get into a completely different conversation but it's relevant it's like education fundamentally it's the education that we have we actually the one that we went through was is very specifically designed to kind of equip you for those nine to five jobs Mm. you know and it's kind of like i mean the whole reason why classrooms are laid out in the individual desks all in lines all facing forward i think that came from factory workers and be, people being mm. prepared to go to work in factories yeah. and stuff strict timetables yeah and and, like that, yeah. and we're at a point now where we suddenly you have to be incredibly creative to i think to get anywhere and be very successful in the world and creativity is another subject i think anybody in the world is any individual is creative people who say well i'm not at all creative i i think they just don't see the things they do as creative even though it very much is mm. um that's just, and that's not it. But anyway, the, the kind of education system is just. I think it's it's lacking that kind of cr- like creativity because it's always very like science, for example. Science is basically scientific theory, and it's kind of like a, a process of seeing all the evidence in front of you, kind of doing experiments, making judgments, and just kind of educating yourself in different areas to try and get the most likely result yeah. or the thing that like if you reach this point where no matter what experiment you do no matter what test you do you can't refute that point then that's close to as fast as it can be and that's generally it's a process of discovery and experimentation and creativity that's what science is but when we were in school it was kind of like this is that the sun is this hot that is that hot this uh, chemical series or this process algorithm in physics is what it is and it does this and it can like they're probably bad examples, but it was very much black and white. This is how it is, and this is how it's always going to be because it's fact. Whereas, I mean, things have still changed from when we were went through school and stuff in terms of the science that was thought then and is thought now. I think it's, mm. that is a good example of science should be creative. Science should want to inspire people to think sideways or think upside down to find a solution to a problem. Whereas it's not, it's very much black and white. This is how things are. You should remember this. This is how things are and are always going to be. And that's not necessarily true with some things, in well, most things in science. Yeah, that's a useful analogy as well, I think. Um, just within the, ed- the education side of things, because everything is presented to you in a very straightforward, matter-of-fact sort of yeah. way. I, think, I, f- I feel like it's very much a case of... Um, is it teach people these things x y z and then you know th- th- they can decide at thereafter 
which direction they want to go in, whether they want to, you know, question things, do this, do that. Yeah. Um, but these are the fundamentals. Well, Get yes. these in first. And I think what you're touching on is the idea that there should be something flowing through the whole process, which says, you know, you have the freedom to choose. You can it's change the, your own destiny. It's things. the attitude towards it. Like it's it's while the things that have been taught, I think are things that people should know and they should know growing up and learn all this kind of stuff but the perspective in which they're taught needs to be changed and I think it needs to become from a place of um, this is how things are in a moment and you know things like they should be seen as almost like tools and almost like this is how it's been done in the past. This is how it's done today. Like, learn how it is right now, and then you can make a judgment call to use that information how you will, and then kind of move on from there. I think. Ah, what was it? Where was I going with that? The the fundamentals that are being taught, I think, should be taught. But what also needs to be taught, and God runs through it all. I mean, this is. I'm so unqualified to be talking about what needs to change in education, but. <laughs> My gut feeling on it is throughout, throughout it all needs to be a thread of kind of making, being able to question things. Mm. Like the guy, he said, you know, that nine till five every single day kind of thing. I think it's because he doesn't know there's another option because that's just how things are. And if you're taught your whole life how things are, you're never, ever going to think that things could be different. I think that's my point I'm getting at. You know, it needs you need to have yeah. an, like... A thread of creativity through everything. That's obviously coming from my very. If you got a hammer, you, for any job you're going to use a hammer, kind of thing. I'm a creative person. I'd like to think, or, you know, I like to do things differently or whatever. That's why I'm always going to try and do that with everything, anything. Is my point. Okay, I think I see where you're going with it. So there's, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably a bit convoluted way of putting it. <laughs> As ever. That, I mean, that was a massive <laughs> education. Is not That's a good job. Thing the title I'm of the podcast near, reflects. Oh yeah, the way we, uh, I'm nowhere near qualified to make a very educated just judgment on how education should change, but it, that is my gut feeling that you know there needs to be more creativity in it. Yeah, and, and kind of freedom to choose within that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Took a long way again. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the education side of things is a very interesting way of, of, of kind of framing the perspectives that, that we're given yeah. throughout life, I guess. I mean, because it's, it's your defining time in your period. It's like in your period of life, it's most defining. Well, well it's, it's certainly what I think when you're most impressionable. Yeah. Um, when you're young and you, you uh, have yeah, all these influences on uh, you. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that point I just made. Because you, if you, in my opinion, if you're living, my feeling is when I'm living my life right is that I'm learning all the time, and I'm actively moving to try and better myself. I feel like that that's a mindset though. Yeah. And again, it comes back to this paradigm of what we're encouraged to believe that you learn when you're a child, and then you learn a skill or or, or to do something, and then you do that for the rest of your life, and it'll set you up, and you're you're mm. all good, you're all right then. And I think it cultivates a certain sort of fear in people to explore um, what else there is out there. Yeah. Um, and and so many people say just in 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 
everyday parlance, like speaking to people, they say, oh God, I'm so old, I couldn't possibly move out of this career now, or, you know, oh, I'm kind of stuck here now, I've moved on, and it's it's really not true. No, I don't all. think so. You know, you probably believe this even more than me, but there's there's so many different opportunities out there to change direction or, oh, well, or move out of things. You have complete freedom um, to do things now more than ever, largely because of things like the internet. And I know we keep coming back to this, but it really has revolutionised. Yes, it's, it's so much more powerful than people think. So it's it's worth talking about. And it's yeah. worth talking about in a manner of... Because putting it on that pedestal has just been some ridiculous force for good and bad mm. you know, in any individual's life. It is, and we're still living through the early days of it, but just in terms of this particular yeah, it's so sudden. topic and, and, and what it can do for people, it's it's very, very powerful. There's no, absolutely no way we've adapted as a species and society and culture to the internet and what it's doing and changing. You know, mm. it's, There's no way we've adapted to it this fast. We won't do for like probably 100 years or so. Or a couple of generations down, we won't have adapted society to like suit it. But the problem with that is it moves so fast. Then it's like, will we ever catch up to it now? But uh, that's a whole different uh, subject. But yeah. Do you think this is the the first time in recorded history that we've been able to achieve true fulfilment if we want to and we know how to to chase it? Yeah. Or I do. But you do. I do. Okay. Yeah, no, I do. I do think that. Oh well, I think it's to do with expectations, really. It's if you, if an individual's desire is to kind of have lead a not a simple life because it's like life isn't simple. It will be complicated for them, but just a kind of like a series of very attainable goals. Then that's perfectly valid for them, and I think that that's. That would be if they achieved that. That would be true fulfillment for them. Hmm. But I think that there's greater potential for that true fulfillment. But I think it. I think people have it, that kind of ties into the attitude of why people want to get an enormous amount of money. It's because they think that that money buys happiness, hmm. and it doesn't necessarily. But. It's, um, well, it doesn't very scientifically. It doesn't beyond a certain. Oh no! Point. Yeah, beyond, yeah, like you, you, past two hundred twenty-five thousand or something. Hierarchy of needs, isn't it? And beyond a certain point, you know, a certain amount of money won't make you happy. You know, it's it's been written about in far more detail than I'd be ever qualified oh, yeah, to go same. into. But you know, I think it yeah. stands to, to yeah. reason that money beyond a certain point will not make you happy. Yeah, but that attitude of finding something that you think is going to fulfil you, um, and then when you get it, it doesn't. I think that can be applied to anything that's not money, whether it's a job role, a particular lifestyle, a family, a house, or a place to live, traveling. You know, th- th- I think there's an attitude that needs to be kind of. Because um, so, my personal thing, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. So, just to express where I'm coming from in this kind of context, is I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. I'll always be wanting to push myself, I'll always be wanting to try and better myself and my situation do, do you think that means you'll never be fulfilled or do you think that's part of the process I of think becoming fulfilled for you the idea that you constantly want to develop as a person and you know improve the things that you know the things that you can do the things you're aware of um, and so on and so forth 
yeah. think it's possible to be fulfilled without being satisfied with this who is, you are. This is what I'm trying to battle in my mind right now. It's because I think that I probably won't let myself be satisfied because I think that life should you should be always growing and always moving forward and always trying to better yourself and your situation and all this that kind of chat. Mm. So, and that kind of is rooted in the in a inherent unfulfilledness because you're always wanting to get to a certain level and then once you've hit that level to move past that level so I think that the fulfilledness needs to come from a more centred centred point where it's centred around you and yourself and your individual your individualism kind of thing and mm. it's kind of as long as you're doing you're on this process as long as you're on that path it, then that's how you be fulfilled. Like I would, I'm I'm pretty happy right now, even though my situation is like I'm looking for jobs and stuff, kind of thing. And it's you know it's not necessarily been that easy since I've left uni, but I'm still happy and I'm still kind of I am feel a certain level of fulfillment because I'm on the path and on that kind of trajectory of always trying to improve myself and always trying to reach a level then surpass that level. And I think there's there's a fulfilment in the process and the journey. Yeah, you know, is it's the whole the pursuit of happiness yeah. rather than happiness argument, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I Absolutely. I think that's that's the attitude's change that needs to happen to get true fulfilment. And this is a, I I personally think is a fundamental issue, with the kind of narrative that a lot of people are fed throughout their lives, is that there is such a thing as true fulfillment and then yeah, one, one day you yeah. wake up and you'll be like there you go yeah, you, you've made it exactly. you know you, you, you're the boss of wherever you work your kids are happy your wife's happy you've got a nice car um, and vice versa in the case of women as as well um, but that's that's not the case and I, I think it's part of the reason because we're fed that throughout our lives and, and, and constantly it's reaffirmed for us a lot of people get to their 50s and think Jesus oh, like yeah, it's not process. it's not happened yet has yeah. it Whereas, you know, if you just treat every day or every minute as, as an opportunity to work towards something to Im- improve your life or indeed the world and the lives of the people around you for the better and yeah. and constantly progress and develop or at least have the means to do that or, or seek the means to do that, then it, it leads to a much healthier state of mind. You know, um, it's, it's certainly the impression I get and you know a lot of people have probably questioned my authority to speak about things like this being the age that I am but well I mean I think anybody's just as qualified to have a say on this kind of thing because it affects anybody any every single person yeah I think every single person in the world is looking for some some level of fulfillment and I, th- I think the kind of the the uh, kind of tradition and the kind of outline of the ideal road to fulfillment, whether it's family and job and boss as a place and have a house, family, dog, all that kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's because they've provided a huge amount of satisfaction in the past when that was kind of all you can necessarily hope for in the world. I mean, just after the war and stuff, it was, you know, I'm sure that was all people wanted. You know, mm. a simple life, you know, and just kind of, or just doing things that they enjoy and just keeping people that they love close because they probably would have lost people and stuff like that. I think that's... Yeah. 
it's important to reiterate that there's nothing wrong with that if you want to no no if if you want to achieve that you know i think we are very fortunate and privileged to be in the position we're in where we can choose what road we want to go down and then there is nothing wrong with that but at the same time it is quite constricting to have that kind of cultural narrative not jammed down your throat but kind of reaffirmed to you time throughout again. your childhood and then again and again thereafter yeah I think I think they're just because they have brought people a lot of happiness in the past then they think that it'll mm. work for everybody and yeah that, that's that's an interesting kind of point you can take it is, is, is I think it's more and more than ever before about the individual so I mean like go, if you want to go really back, back until to the beginning of the human race and when it was just consist, consisted of small tribes of you know like 250 people or so trying to work together and kind of you know everybody knows everybody and they're all trying to survive and all mm. that kind of stuff to progressing it was all about the the collective as a whole because you all have to work for each other to um, to kind of provide for everybody survive as a group and that was very important I think that's been very important throughout history I would argue at the point where we are now that it's it's very I mean you see people falling into these stereotypes of either political faction or kind of just title of like uh, any kind of hobby that they have becomes their being and their personality kind of thing people really attach and latch on to groups groups that they can throw their kind of almost their individualism away and just be consumed by that hobby or idea or that group and then that becomes who they are and I think that that's a dangerous thing when we're on a on a global level because mm. you, like there's, we're so in like everybody's so different and I think that the focus needs to be more on the individual and kind of growing as a I don't yeah I don't know that's a weird way of taking it it, it, well, it kind of just level illustrates taking. doesn't it that the, this idea is, is a very broad one and it can lead yeah. on to a oh, lot yeah, of different ways of of, of looking at fulfilment and what it is and what it represents for individuality and um, collectives and, and things like that and how notions of what fulfilment means um, influence the way people live their lives um, I probably should say sense of self instead of individualism I feel like individualism is probably like a belief system or something you know well, yeah, <laughs> I'm throwing that word out a lot, and I'm like, I know what the context I'm using. There's a word with ism at the end. It's probably a thing. Isn't exactly, it? that's what I was just yeah, thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what what do you feel is like? Do you kind of have the same thought process and fulfillment as I do? And it's the it's the, the attachment to the journey. And as long as you're always on that path going forward, then you you should have some level of fulfillment. I mean, broadly speaking, yeah, I think if I'm being completely honest with myself, it, it takes quite a lot of mental gymnastics, if you like, to get out of the headspace where there's certain things that that you want to achieve. I mean, yeah. you, you do sometimes yeah. find yourself subconsciously comparing yourself to other people, like, oh, he's on more money, he's, you know, doing better than me, X, Y, Z, whereas... It's, it's like you mentioned, it really is about the individual journey. I think so long as you can look yourself in the eye and say, um, I, I did something today to try and make myself a better person than I was yesterday. Yeah. 
if that's what your idea of fulfillment is then you can be happy with that because your journey is it's it's not run parallel with someone else's i think that as well that that notion of competition is well it's biological for starters um but also it is it, it does form quite an integral part of that narrative that you should look at your neighbor and and think um oh he's doing well he's got a new car maybe i should be trying to work a little bit harder at work to get that new car not because I particularly want one or because it's going to fulfill me but because you know I'm this age this is what I should do and I, I think subconsciously I do find myself slipping back into that frame of mind occasionally because yeah. it, it does say quite a lot of mental arithmetic well that's probably the wrong word but a bit of messing around with the ideas in your brain to try and get out of that that state of mind if yeah do you see what I mean? No, that? no, definitely. I mean, because that's, that's the thing I've always kind of fought against. Because, I mean, like, I remember getting a lot of pushback when I, like, I remember going to, uh, like, some kind of parents, oh, careers evening at school and saying that I wanted to be a game designer and stuff. And that, and the person, <laughs> the person was kind of suggest, trying to suggest what subjects I should take that would better equip me to kind of go down that path but she didn't have any idea and she was always trying to push me down a certain route of just the basics and the kind of thing that would give me the broadest kind of work around and it was always and like even from a family early on they were worried about me going on to this college course which was a BTEC and it was a BTEC in game design mm. and it was you know they were kind of worried that that was going to pigeonhole me and those kinds of stuff so I've been used to that kind of uh, pushback of doing what I want to do and I think that that's because I've kind of been used to that I've never really compared myself to other people and where they are but it's it's a new thing recently in the last mm. year or so since I've left uni I'm seeing people I know doing, being very successful and doing things really amazing things and I'm very happy for them kind of thing but then that just intrusive thought just comes in that compares you to where you are them, you to them yeah. and it's it's the it's first time I've kind of had to really deal with that because I've always kind of just gone on my own thing mm. but it's the first time I've kind of it, noticed it's that it's very natural to feel that I think and it does subconsciously happen to me a lot more often than I'd like but I am working on it um, and I think my, my parents have always been very very supportive oh yeah mine have as well um, they were just worried that's all yeah and from that side of things as well my parents have been broadly speaking quite open minded about that sort of thing they always say to me now do what you love do you know, do what makes you happy. Forget about, you know, what what's going to earn you a lot of money. What's going to improve your social standing, uh, X, Y, Z. Just just do what you're passionate about. And I think, you know, if I'm in that position, I've got all that support, which I'm incredibly fortunate for. And I'm, I'm still having these subconscious feelings as a result of, you know, cultural engendering or whatever. Mm. Then. I kind of feel, feel like people whose parents are very pushy in terms of um, what what university course they should study in order to get a good job. Um, I did inverted commas there. Yeah. Um, or which, specifically which path they should take. It should be according to very strict parameters and stuff. I think that those sort of people, they've, they've got no chance almost, or it's going to no. take a lot of, of strength of character and strength of mind to be able to 
think freely for themselves outside of that paradigm. Well, that yeah, that taps into self-awareness, and I think there's, there is a probably a fundamental lack of self-awareness in people in general. That's an enormous mm. sweeping statement to make, but I've, in my experience and the people I've interacted with, and um, and I know that there's a. I mean, it's very difficult to think about yourself very critically and objectively and kind of honestly assess where you are without the emotion and without the attachment to all your responsibilities and stuff, which are all justified well so. They're very well justified because it's things you need to do. But I think the separation from those and have a real kind of honest analysis of yourself to kind mm-hmm. of realise who you are, your natural tendencies and to kind of um, the way you react in situations and what you kind of want to do or the reasons why you're doing something. I don't think people have that conversation with themselves because it's a very difficult conversation to have anyway and if you can't attach, uh, detach yourself from really well justified responsibilities then that's, even, that's so difficult and adding the thing you said about you know well the whole education thing putting you down a certain road of how things are and then you yeah. have to push your parents and think well no this is what's best for you you should do this you're going to do this because this is what's best for you and then forcing them into this into a job and where they have the job they might be quite successful but then suddenly they've got responsibility job responsibilities they meet someone and they've got the responsibilities of that partner and then perhaps kids and they've got even all, all these overwhelming very well justified and good reasoned in, um, responsibilities it's very difficult to take all that away and just for a moment consider that mm. completely unimportant and have a a kind of assessment of who you are and why you've done these things and the reasons why you're going to keep doing these things it's a it's a very difficult thing to do it is difficult I think it's it's something that people have been saying for many many years and it's still even now a a struggle to get to the point where you you can strip those things away but I think something that you have to do is just ask yourself why you're doing something and if after asking why as many times as it takes the ultimate answer is it's not is not it's going to lead to my fulfillment it's what yeah. I want fundamentally then you need to kind of flip it on its head and think about it a little bit I think it was a, an American college professor in, in the 60s we're going back as far as now who, who asked his students a lot of questions about what do you what would you do for a living if money was no object and a lot of them said these incredible things like uh, I, I want to be an artist I want to be a musician I want to um, be a, a, a travel writer or you know all, all these different things and then he asked them after that what what are you going to be and it was sort of lawyer doctor scientist and you know I, I stress again there's nothing wrong with those professions if it's what you want to do Yeah. but I, I, I've certainly found that personally speaking to be a, a helpful um frame of mind to be in like ask yourself that question what would you do like to earn money if if money was no object and think we'll do it then yeah do definitely. it because we've already established and it's certainly no secret that money beyond a certain point will not bring you happiness yeah it's about removing all that kind of external pressures of these goals that are perceived to give you that sense of fulfillment Mm. It's, you need to take them away and then just have a really honest, honest conversation with yourself, which is very, very difficult. Mm. 
Have you seen examples of people who you think have got it completely figured out? I don't think anybody figures it out. Necessarily. I mean, like... Well, that in itself is a loaded term, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, because... Well, for example, Casey Neistat. He seems to have a very... He seems to have everything going for him. He's very successful. He's very talented. He's very creative. He's, you know, he does very well. He's very popular. All those kinds of stuff. But then, you know, he's not got a perfect life because he's a, he's a person. I don't think there is such a thing as a perfect life or mm. kind of or that perfect kind of balance of com- complete fulfillment. I don't necessarily think that's, that exists because just people are flawed in general. And I think you'll never be able to see someone unless you know them so ridiculously intimately then then that's something different but I think people you see online and stuff it's always it's just what they want you to see and even in just your day to day life and if you go to a coffee shop every day and you interact with people there it might seem very happy and pleased and all this kind of very sociable and nice kinds of stuff and they seem to enjoy the life and stuff but you, you don't you can't know for sure you mm. don't know what's going on inside their head or their kind of day to day situation what's happening every minute what kind of thought processes they have I don't think that that you can ever make a judgement on whether or not someone you know has got that balance I think your definition as well as in individually speaking of of what fulfilment is and what not not perfect life but a life that's on track a life meaningful meaningful life that's that's, figured out is different from the next person. So if you look at someone and think, "Fuck, he's got it figured out. He's he's sorted." Any, he? he might be thinking, oh. I'm "Miserable." You know, he, he might be miserable. Yeah, he might have other things on the horizon. He might not be where he wants to be, or she. Yeah. Um. But 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 this is it, isn't it? You know, it's it's the individual. You know, and and I think we are taught to look at our neighbour and think, "Oh, he's got a great car. He must be doing well for well, himself." Whereas the he grass could be, is always greener. He could be looking over at you and thinking the same thing about something else even though on paper he's doing much better than you so yeah I think the point that I've certainly taken from this conversation and certainly thinking about this theme a lot recently is that it is purely down to the individual and it should be and I think fulfilment is very much a personal thing which most people at least in my experience don't figure out straight away and that's okay yeah that's fine that's when those kind of difficult situations occur where you just have to be the most selfish person in the world and just almost destroy a huge portion of your life and in a, in a really brutal way but you know that you need to do it because you're going to be happy at some point or you're going to be happy moving towards this new direction mm. kind of thing and I think that's uh, that's. I, I think that's definitely why people get into these really unfulfilled situations they you know once say the person you're talking about who gets pushed into a job because their par- parents think that that's the best for them 50 40 years down the line you know when they're 50 years old kind of stuff and suddenly they realise that why the fuck have I been doing all of this to then suddenly realise that the reasons why you did them were just because someone told you to do them or someone thought it would be the best for you rather than what is actually best for you 
then I think they're suddenly they're so entrenched with all their responsibility that it's difficult to remove themselves off from it to do pursue what they want, pursue what would be fulfilling to them without disastrous damage to people's lives around mm. them and their own lives just to kind of rebuild it and move in a more fulfilling direction. I think that's a... Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people just kind of end up with regret and stuff because they're surrounded by well-intentioned responsibility and stuff just mm. out of nowhere. Okay, so do you think fulfillment as a concept, as an idea, um, both in the way we've talked about it and the way it's it's been... Um, characterised in the past is is a useful concept to have do you think it helps people to strive towards something or do you think that the way it's portrayed um, the, the very idea of it the very idea that it's people have got to, to strive for this kind of elusive thing do you think it's a helpful thing to have in your life yeah I mean you you do have to have goals and you do have to have things to aim for because I mean there is like a there is a scientific thing that goes off in your head when you complete an action. You know, it's a rush of endorphins whenever you complete anything or achieve a goal. And I think that's because that's where reason comes into it and meaningfulness. Is if you've got something worthwhile to you to aim for, then that's inherently valuable and that's tied into fulfilledness. So I definitely think you need goals. Everybody should have goals. And I think that. I should stop saying I think. <laughs> um, you should have like daily goals that kind of you have like these big steps you want to take, but there's a thousand little steps to get up to that big step. Yeah, it's like micro and macro thinking, isn't it? Yeah. In terms of what you want to achieve, micro what, thinking, what, what you're going to get to, yeah, <laughs> what, what you're going to get to. Um, in order to achieve that, and you know all, all the rest of it um, I, mean, I, th I think it's, it's it's quite a useful concept to have in a sense um, the idea of fulfillment but then at, at the same time and we've discussed this haven't we but I, th I think the word itself is very much loaded with this idea that there is an end point there is a, you know a, a kind of zen yeah. that you reach um, and, and it can be quite damaging to people if they if they don't reach that. Whereas if you kind of strip everything bare and realise, you know, I am a better person than I was a year ago, a week ago, a month ago. Um, I've a achieved these things. Um, th there's an element of fulfilment in that, even though the word itself that, is yeah. is quite loaded. I, I, th think. I think that is fulfilment. Well, I mean, I've said. I mean, that that is my. That's what fulfillment is to yeah, me. Is that yeah, yeah. always moving forward, always in that kind of. There's a specific word for it that I can't remember what it is, but there's a word for that kind of space, that kind of groove you get into in life where things are going right and kind of there's one possibility, one opportunity after another that you're taking and you're taking well and you know and things more pop up and your relationships are going well, your friendships are going well, you're kind of. Your health, your mental health, physical health, they're all kind of grooving, and that, there is a word for that, but I think that's probably what fulfillment is. Where do you see yourself right now? Kind of just, you know, you kind of, not to get too personal for um, the internet, but 
you kind of you've gone through a couple of jobs and you're not kind of necessarily I mean on paper yeah I, I, I'm doing alright yeah you know I've, I've well I, I did mention this I've recently moved to a different department in the company that oh, I okay. work for congratulations thank you <laughs> um, which entailed you know pay rise blah blah blah, blah. so yeah looks looks alright on paper it's not what I want to do ultimately speaking but it's something I can go with for now I think the, the process that I'm in very much at the moment is figuring out the way to go about getting what I want out of life and that is um, something that I need to come by at, at, at some point but it, it, it is a process isn't it? There's there's certainly elements of my life that I'm very very happy with, very happy with, um, and then others that I want to get a little bit more fulfilment out of, a little bit more enjoyment out of. Um, but yeah, like, like I say, I'm finding it helpful and freeing almost to remove myself from looking at things too much in terms of how well it's the things going on paper. Yeah. Um, should I be happy about this? Should I not? Why am I not happy about this? Everything says that I should be happy about this. Um, I think that's an to, important... To completely remove yourself from that and actually think about, right, am I happy? Am I going in the direction that I want to be going in in terms of, is that going to make me happy? If not, why? What direction should I be going in? And then to really get in the right frame of mind so that you can start making those changes. And I think I'm getting to the point now where... I'm starting to think in that frame of mind rather than questioning why all these things that look good on paper aren't making me happy. I feel like that is the progression. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. Is like my whole, I mean, because I've always known what I want to do, or I've known for the longest time what I've wanted to do. Mm. I've, my only kind of goal is to kind of get towards that and finding the best way to kind of get into the mindset that's going to allow me to get towards that I've always had you know having my own business and game mm -hmm. design that being my goal so I can find the best route towards it whereas you you not you don't have that thing to aim for that whether you want to be I don't know um, a historian <laughs> the world's famous historian I know that's the bad example I mean, oh like fucking having your own TV series like Family Guy or something yeah or something yeah, you know yeah. we've used to talk about that a lot when we were younger yeah that kind of just thing to like go towards it's like there's a whole other conversation to have around how to find that thing to aim for to then to get into that groove to of fulfilment of improvement of self improvement and constantly smashing your goals and mm. keep ever endlessly moving but to even to get onto that path, you need to know what you want to do and what is going to be worthwhile to you and what you think is going to provide to value and meaning. I think that's an interesting dynamic. Oh, that's something that people never get. And that's another barrier that people have to break down. If the 50-year-old guy again, if they then never really had that conversation, they know that they want to get into that fulfillment kind of groove and path and something that's more worthwhile but they don't know what that worthwhile thing is yeah so then now suddenly not only is it difficult once you're on the path it's very fucking difficult to keep going on to keep staying and you know keep things in perspective mm. and keep moving but it's very very difficult to find that thing in the first place so um, then there's two barriers and that's when I reckon people spiral and then do 
do ridiculous things because they're searching for that meaning. I kind of see almost two <clears throat> parallel versions of my life right now. Okay, so I've got the the kind of traditional route, school, university, job. Da, 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 da. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going along that until I can make further strides on the second one, which is running parallel to it, which is me getting to the point of realising, okay, what is it that makes me happy? What is it I want to achieve long term? How is it I'm going to go about doing that? And when I've got a clear idea of that, then I'll move off the first one. I feel like that that's the stage, yeah, yeah. that's where I am what, at this point. What are the things you've been kind of doing to try and navigate that or to try and figure it out? It's just about thinking, I think, in terms of what it is you enjoy, sometimes subconsciously thinking, can I make a career out of that? And it could be something you've never even considered. Yeah. Um, there was a good quote from Casey Neistat going back to where Neistat, as mm-hmm. he said that you his way he puts it across to people that are always asking him you know how do you find what you want to do and he's just said work the worst shittiest job you can find and if you, you kind of once you in a situation that you hate and despise and loathe and get resentful for it's kind of then you the thing that you're thinking then that it's going to point that you would rather be doing that's the thing you should aim for yeah but that's a quite i think that's a quite a drastic kind of point i think there's probably more like you know, have to go to the, get to yourself to that position to before you can then move forward. Because I never did that. But I think maybe it's just as simple as trying new things Everyone's all the time. Everyone's different. Everyone's yeah, different, aren't they? Really, it is very much an individualistic um, experience. Figuring out what you want to do. Um, but like we said, it, it, it's all part of the process, isn't it? Um, and I'm reasonably happy in the position I'm in currently where I know what sort of thought process I need to go through in order to figure that out it might take a long time it might not take a huge amount of time but at least I'm thinking about it now and hopefully it it, it should lead to something yeah I, mean, like, I think, I've, I've I think if you're conscious strong. of it then yeah, yeah. you will generally be fine and it's just a matter of time yeah you know Absolutely. And the time doesn't really matter because it's your own schedule. It's your own, you know, what time scale of doing things. It doesn't matter what the people are doing. Um, yeah, that I think that's covered yeah, all bases we, we for me. <laughs> um, it like like I say, it's a very very broad topic, isn't it? It's a big topic. We could maybe revisit it at some point, but oh, I, 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 like I to, certainly yeah. think I've you know like covered to... everything that was on my my mind regarding this this topic yeah I would like to revisit it when we're kind of at the this perceived next level or next step you know so when I've got a job or and then when you may be further down finding what you want to do mm. or something or perhaps taking the first steps to move towards it I think that'd be another great time to have a conversation about it yeah absolutely so yeah alright well if anyone did tune in thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs>